Welcome to the Randy Gravit Leadership Podcast, where we help you lead the hardest person you will ever lead, yourself. Here's your host, someone who believes leadership begins at home, Randy Gravit. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm so pumped up that I've got my baby girl, Catherine, here again with us for part two of our interview. We had a really great conversation last week, and there's so much good stuff that you're going to be able to add this week. We're going to get into some of your fun stuff that you do and all that. So it'll, it'll be great. And I think there's also value today. We want to talk some about how leaders in the midst of these crazy circumstances we've had this year, there's some things that have gone on in your life that have been, um, they've been a great example for us to watch as your parents. And so I think there'll be some things that leaders will really, who are struggling emotionally to stay engaged, all that kind of stuff. It, it'll be really good. So thanks for being here. This is going to be. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been a be, tough year, so I'm excited to chat about it. It's going to be great. So uh, let's shift gears here. You're so creative. You've been just, um, <laughs> I mean, your whole life, it's been, it's funny to think back, all the writing you've done and you've created plays and <laughs> built stages and costumes and and you started a, uh, when you are in high school, you started a jewelry business and, I mean, you, you have this little entrepreneurial spirit. There's a lot of people who are listening who are creatives and who mm-hmm. are entrepreneurs and they're trying to start a business. You got any advice for us for people? I mean, cause you've been successful in some of these things and <laughs> it seems like everything you touch, you, you, you've got some things that have caused you to be successful. Mm-hmm. Help us. Those of us who are trying to, uh, maybe even some who are trying to make a living at something new or trying to do something new and re, uh, align their career. You got, you got some advice for the entrepreneurs out there? Um, well, first you're not alone. I may be a teacher, but I'm always thinking of 10 other jobs I could have. Um, just cause it's the way I'm wired. I love teaching, but also, um, I think, you know, even when I was a kid, I would set up a little carnival stand and you guys would exchange in my bedroom and you guys would exchange little tickets, you're selling to, us tickets to come to your carnival. Are you kidding me? You was, know? And I, so that was a fun little, <laughs> that's a fun little business I had. And um, in high school, I did start making jewelry. And then in college, I started just going to the sororities on campus and would hand stamp it with random things. And so I go to a sorority with a, you know, alpha gamma, whatever, on a little bar and say, hey, do you want to buy these for your whole sorority? And I mean, there'd be like 100 orders. I'd be like, great. And so um, that really took off for a while. And um, I waited tables in college because I thought that would be fun. Um, so I'm always, yeah, so, so I'm like, always willing to just try something. Yeah. Cause you, um, you, you all, I mean, really talking about when you were growing up, you're like, I want to be a waitress someday. Yeah. And so, so I'm I did. Like, why do you want to do that? Which is great. But I just thought that, you know, where did that come from? And you just said, it's just something I've always wanted to do. And so I did one, it. Yeah. I did it six months and then I went semester abroad or whatever. Yeah. Before you went abroad, you, you said, yeah. Hey, I'm going to get a job. And you did. And I studied abroad. I lived in England for uh, about five, six months. And before that, I just said, you know, I've always wanted to be a waitress. Why not do it? So I just showed up at a restaurant and I said, by campus. And I said, hey, can I work here? I want to be a waitress. And the manager said, why? And I said, I just want to. And he said, okay, um, can you start Monday? I was like, I can start now. And (laughs) so that's the interview. um, We started. Yeah, it was an easy interview. Crazy. Um, And I just, I just went for it. And I think for entrepreneurs or people who have a spirit of, I can do that or I can do that. Anytime I see something, I think I could replicate that. I could do that better. I could do that just as well. I could make a business out of that. I'm constantly thinking that. I think I would just say, go for it. I mean, don't make yourself financially unstable and put yourself in a bad place, but also don't be afraid to do that a little bit. Yeah, take some Um, risks. 
I, I mean, I was raised here and you guys told me, take a risk, do it, go for it. But, um, you know, if you want to be a waitress, go try it out for a couple months and see if you like it. Don't think about would I like it, go do it. Um, so, go so talk a little more the, about that. Start you, the jewelry business. You've or, had things in the past where you've tried stuff and you failed. They didn't work. Yes. How do you get back up and then say, I'm going to try something else again? Like, where's that come from in you? Because not everybody's, there, there are some people that are just afraid of failure. I don't yes. want to try anything because I might mess it up. And if I do, yeah, I couldn't handle that. But you've, yeah, and, and it's bothered you. I mean, you don't like yeah. to fail. I mean, it's not like no. you're just like, hey, I hope I fail. I mean, no, you know, but when you have, you've, you've been pretty resilient and gotten back up. That's pretty important for a leader, it feels like. Yeah, I think um, don't do things you don't want to do. I know we've all heard the quote, you never work a day in your life if you do something you love, rah, rah, yeah. rah. Um, I think that's really true. Yeah. I get energy from kids, and that's why I teach. Are there a million things about teaching that are so hard and failure every day? Yeah. Yes, but the kids give me energy. Yeah. Were there a million things that went wrong? Did I misstamp a million necklaces in my jewelry business? And <laughs> I heard you eat a lot of cash? In, your, in your room. Yeah. It's really a loud thing that I do when I'm putting those letters on. Um, yes. I failed a million times. I did some open air markets early on, made like 50 bucks maybe in my first one. And then by the end I would make, um, you know, easily over a thousand or, or 2000 bucks in a day at these markets. Yeah. So that's a really big growth. $50 to to almost 2000 that's really different and so i think i enjoyed it though it was fun it started as a hobby um and i think if you do things you love when you fail you desire to figure out a new way to make it work because get, i like right. i like jewelry i liked it i like accessorizing and so it was fun to to figure out okay well no one liked what i made what's a trend right now that people do like or what's something artistic or unique that this niche market's going to say, ooh, I love that you came up with that. Yeah. Um, and it pushed my creativity. And I am creative, so I liked that it pushed me. Um, with waitressing, I didn't make a lot of tips at first. But then all, and that's not really entrepreneur. But um, I said, how can I push this and be the best waitress here? And I'll be honest, I was absolutely terrible at the orders. Um, I was not good at the computer system, but I made really, really good tips because I would just talk to the tables for a long time. I knew everyone at the table's name before they left. We were chatting. Some tables don't, you know, they're not vibing with that. So I'd leave them alone. But I think just figuring out trial and error, I like people. So I enjoyed waiting tables. So, yeah. I liked, uh, I like jewelry. So I didn't mind failing and figuring out how to make it work. And I think even now, as I'm considering, um, some future plans of what are some other things I could do on the side or in addition um, to teaching, finding those things you enjoy. I, I'm i not going to be successful if I try to go into a science career. Right. And as soon as I fail, I'm going to be dejected and I'm going to feel like a failure because I will be. And, uh, and that's part of life. I think you have to realize failure happens, but in jewelry, it's easy for me to get up from that. I enjoy jewelry. Right. I enjoy selling it to people and figuring out what they like. And if I did a science type of thing, I would not enjoy that. You'd be losing your mind. I would, yeah, it's it's not my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. um, I would stay down when I fail. So if you're maybe in a career right now that you enjoy, or um, then keep in that, keep pushing in that. But if you're in something you don't enjoy, persevere till you can push that yeah, dream that you short, have. Yeah, short, go find something you, that you can give your heart to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you hear very sad stories about, you know, a 20-year-old that dies at the wheel or a 50-year-old that dies and it was too early or an 80-year-old who lived this great life, but we're still sad. And 
I mean, my life could be gone tomorrow. I could, anything could happen. I hit a deer two days ago with my car. <laughs> Literally anything could happen anytime. So I don't want to feel like I'm not enjoying my life at present. And I don't want to feel like when I die, people think, did she add value? Yeah. I want to add value somewhere. Yeah. So do something that you think adds value. And if you wonder what that is, what adds value? What would add value to me? Yeah. Whatever would add value to me is going to add value to someone else. So go do it for someone else. So you love art and photography and there's all these things that you're so good at these things and they put life into you. We mm -hmm. talk to leaders sometimes about you got to find these things that put life into you. What yes. are some other things that, that you know, they, they keep your tank full? Because when you, ha I mean, you obviously have a pretty full tank, <laughs> but the highs can be high and the lows can be low when the tank gets drained. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm pretty dramatic too, so it's no problem. <laughs> I got uh, it from you. <laughs> yeah. So when when the uh, when 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 you try to like refuel your tank, what are some things that really they put energy back into you? Obviously, people do. Give give us some examples of some things that, that like they fill yeah. your tank. So I think Arion, my husband, has been laughing. Um, we are newlyweds, four months in. Um, he laughs all the time because at our uh, rehearsal dinner, several people gave a toast and they said, you know, prepare for this being her roommate now, you know, former roommate. She does this, she does this. She'll try to make a dress out of newspapers one night and you'll have no clue where that comes from. And I don't think I actually realized how much I do that. So Ariane will come home and I'll be painting a table or I'll be rearranging the furniture or um, I'll be sewing. I've that runs in I've the family too. taken up sewing recently. <laughs> Mom rearranges the furniture a lot. Like every Thursday. But Hello. I've taken up sewing. Um, I enjoy um, making ugly things beautiful and mm. seeing that transformation. So I love to go find this really nasty $5, our coffee table was $5 at this um, thrift store. And I just refinished it and, um, you know, sanded and polyed and all these different things. And Ariane said, "What are you, uh, where is this coming from? And I said, I just had a bad day at work and I needed to make a coffee table cute and beautiful and now it's absolutely gorgeous but I do that all the time I mean I'm um, coloring making jewelry painting um, I just painted all of our pumpkins white for Christmas you know I just take <laughs> repurposing, repurposing things I really I I when I was had my jewelry company I kept thinking of names about uh, for branding that were how to do with repurposing because I love taking that trash and turning it into a treasure or yeah. something that literally could be thrown away or nobody cares about and then turning it into something people say, wow, that's amazing. And so for me, being creative refuels me mm. um, in my quiet alone time. I don't have a lot of that. I love people. I love um, stimulation from noise or conversation or even a movie in the background. I, I really um, like that. But I think there's something about being still and quiet. So I will turn everything off or turn on a light piano music or something and paint a table or make some jewelry or sew a new dress that turns out not looking good, but then you have to work with it being creative. And I think that is true for everyone. It just looks different. Yeah. I was going to say, if for you're me, that's out sewing there, and you painting. You need to find what it is that, that brings life into you, right? I yeah. mean, it's, it's so important for me that sewing and painting, sometimes writing, I love writing, but that takes a ton of discipline to sit yeah. down and do. Um, and I'm very distracted easily. You've but written some very cool little distracted. stories. Though. It's really Thanks. good. But I think for others that could be, um, a project that might be technology for yeah. some people that might be coding that might be that might be painting that somebody's might be woodworking somebody's woodworking sports, somebody's exact, got a hobby, sports. Yeah. find that thing that relaxes you not like oh i can sit back and just relax right. but what is it that makes you 
feel like, man, I did something worthwhile and I'm proud of who I am. You know, being proud of who you are is so important. And I yeah. think finding those outlets is is key. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about challenge. So okay. I, want, I want to talk about challenging circumstances. We've been in a year that has been, um, needless to say, disruptive, crazy, unprecedented, has been used a billion times. I, you know, it's been, it's been a really challenging year with people working at home, it's sometimes in the office, back at home, you've been back and forth like a yo-yo. But let's also talk about some other things that have happened this year. You, you planned a wedding, you know. You, well, let me back up even further than that. You, you I say we you graduated. You graduated sometimes. from college. Yeah. And 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 in the middle of your senior year, last semester, March, they send you home. We'll see you at graduation if we have it. Well, they don't have it when it was planned. It's a virtual, you know, the yeah. whole, can you? Just, we had one here. It was kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Your your uh, your whole spring semester, though, was disrupted. Mm -hmm. Your wedding was planned for June. It had to actually be moved to July. It was totally different than you thought mm -hmm. it was going to be. You end up getting a job. You move to the Midwest. You go to Chicago mm -hmm. in, in the fall, and that was all different. You've gotten married. I mean, it has been a a crazy year of up and down up and down nothing like we thought in january the year was going to be when you were engaged and this is going to be a great year and all this kind of stuff 2020 has been a crazy year and then you can even rewind to uh when you were in england you talked about being there for six months and there's times when your circumstances there you're totally out of your element out of your comfort zone yeah. and and that was hard that was challenged up and down. What what do you say to people right now who are uh just done with <laughs> The, the circumstances not being like they want them to be. I've watched you live through some of this stuff and just keep going. I mean, and, yeah. and, and stay resilient. I mean, obviously there've been hard days, but, mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of disappointment with not getting to have, you know, what you wanted with this, mm -hmm. especially you, because you love, you know, you wanted to have this wedding with massive people and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. We had to, that had to be pared down some and it had to be done a little bit differently, but still was an incredible event. The question is, for people who are struggling right now in their circumstances, how do we stay uh, hopeful about the future? How yeah. do we how do we overcome some of the the challenges that we've been dealt this year? Speak to that for me. Well, I'm just gonna steal a bunch of content I heard growing up from you, um, <laughs> but I think the best leaders are proactive and not reactive, and I think the best leaders are able to adapt. Um, which is important because change is happening constantly. Uh, I did graduate from college this year. I did pare down a 400 person wedding when my groom was like, no, we can't do that in the middle of a, a pandemic. Um, I started my first year of teaching. I moved to Illinois across the country where I really <laughs> didn't know anybody. Um, teaching a grade I was not anticipating to teach. I thought it was gonna be kindergarten and fifth grade is so far from two plus two. <laughs> um, but, the best leaders are able to adapt and change. And so I think in this pandemic, what have you done? Have you, you know, you have all this time at home or at work um, and you always say, I don't have time to write or I don't have time to read books. I want to be a reader. I would love to be a reader. I don't read a lot in my free time. I read a lot at school. But what have you done in this time? Have you spent more time writing? Because now you have way more, you have that commute. You have your lunch break every day at home or how are you using this time? You have not been employed maybe. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the country has been laid off just because of circumstances. 
the best leaders are proactive and not reactive. So you do have to react for a second when, oh, the job went away or, oh, stability or, oh, the stability of I can go to the grocery store without wearing a mask. You know, mm. that's that's a change. But are you being proactive or are you being reactive? Proactive people are saying, okay, well, after my week of maybe what in the world just happened, literally what in the world <laughs> just happened, you stop and you say, okay, well, now I have four more hours in my day every day, so I'm going to write that book I've wanted to read yeah. uh, to write, or I'm going to read the book I want to read, or I'm going to learn to play guitar finally, or how have you gotten work better? Work out, whatever I'm going to work out. You always say you want to work out. Well, there's never going to be time. Yeah, I've heard some people saying I've actually put on weight during COVID and, you know, and, like, and you've had why? more time I mean, than ever to yeah. actually stop and maybe work out. And You're I understand there's emotional home. stuff. You know, it's, it is emotional. It's, it's hard. hard. It's not fun. It is hard. It's hard. And I think that's something you have to recognize. It's not easy to be a leader. Yeah. And a leader is one who is waking up to work out and who is writing and making that time if that's their desire or learning the guitar or woodworking or whatever it is that you say, I'll do that one day when. Right. Guess what? I thought I was going to be a great this when I graduated. Well, I'm graduated. And if I'm not doing it now, when am I going to do it? Right. Um, I'm, a, I'm several months. Aren't we, real, aren't we real good at putting stuff off until Monday? Like I'll start one on day. Monday. I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. And then it, Monday never comes. I mean, we when it gets oh, to Monday. What's that movie? Is it uh, Singing in the Rain or maybe The Music Man or something? This woman says from the window to it. Um, I think it's The Music Man. She says to him. Or he says to her, she says, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll go out with you tomorrow or something like that. And he's being all sly and witty. And he says, a, a piled up bunch of tomorrows just winds you up with a bunch of wasted um, longing yesterdays or something like that. And wow. so if you just pile up a bunch of tomorrows, you're going to look back on your life and say, man, I just have a plethora of wasted, sad yesterdays. And he doesn't even know how profound that line in that movie is. That's so true. Yeah. If I wait till tomorrow, if I wait till I'm, if I wait till the wedding happens, if yeah. I wait till I graduate, if I wait till my kids are graduated, if I wait till the job is finished, if I wait till the end of the work away, way, really? your whole life is wished away. Yeah. And I think we get in that cycle. I think we get in the cycle of when I finish high school, when I finish college, when I finish my master's, when I get married, when I have kids, yeah. when the kids graduate. And when never comes. And when never comes because yeah. you forget to enjoy the moment that you're in. And I think that's why celebration is important. Yeah. Celebrate today because tomorrow is not promised, even yeah. though we think it is. Yeah. It is not promised. Yeah. Um, I think this year is a great year to look at and say, yeah. what you I mean, think is promised I mean, honestly, is not promised. I, I talked about this a few weeks. There have been some great stuff for our family. We had two weddings and we <laughs> had a grandbaby. And it's been, yeah, there's been a lot of different things and some challenging things. That obviously, they're, they're never going to be perfect. But... I think what you just said there is something I think about all the time is like, I need to dominate what I can control. Yeah. I need to, my, my circumstances, I, I, there's things I just have no control over. It's almost like the weather is like, you got, you know, no control. You know, now you, you, you don't have to live in Chicago. I mean, you can, you can move down here. It's a little warmer. <laughs> I have no control. You have no control. It's always sweater weather up there. So always sweater weather <laughs> back in the, back in the day. But, uh, I, I do think there's things that you just have no control. I mean, it's 10 mm -hmm. degrees. I, but I do get to choose what kind of attitude I have in the midst of my 10 degree snowy yeah. day. And the same thing's true this year. I, I think mean, perspective's huge. Um, I have a sister who had a baby. Mm -hmm. um, they got to announce that they were pregnant. They also had the baby. He's wonderful. He came five weeks early. Hannah was engaged this year. Hannah also got married this year. I got married this year. I graduated from college. Um, Rebecca and Alex started moved new jobs and we had a promotion moved there. Moved a couple states they away. They moved. Um, 
Sarah and Brian also moved. Yeah. All these big things have been going on. And I think it's really easy to think, oh, no one was excited that we moved. No one threw me the baby shower I wanted. This wedding shower wasn't how I planned or there weren't as many or the wedding wasn't as big or the wedding was too, you know, just all these different things. I didn't get to walk on stage for a graduation. I think it's your perspective. So my family for my graduation, because I am Miss Celebration, threw a, in this living room, through a graduation for me where I was the valedictorian, which is not true. That's good um, class But of in one this home, was. I was the only graduate. So my brother-in-law gave a charge as if he was the, um, he's a, he's a, he's a, he was alumna. an alumni speaker. He, he also alumna. went to Mercer. So he gave a, a speech and we had someone pretend to be president Underwood and give a charge to the seniors. And, <laughs> and it was, we walked it was in with pomp and circumstance, yeah. the song. And so, so that we could control that. It was beautiful. And the response was what made it. Honestly, our whole family said that was the best. It was We've ridiculous. Had we were all, we were all more crying. than 10, um, high school, college and I was crying. master program graduations. Yeah. It was the best one. Yeah. And we were all together and it's, I think it I was, was our circumstances. We said, we're not going to let our circumstances control how we respond. We're going to celebrate this yeah. the way we want to. And we still chose to celebrate. And I think we did that well in several things this year because there were so many big moments for our family. But I think it's really easy to be doom and gloom too. Yeah. Um, and this year gives a lot of people a pass or an excuse. Leaders don't take a pass or an yeah. excuse. They find that graduation ceremony they can throw in the weirdest way, but actually that makes it so special. Yeah. So I want to go back to uh, the spring. You and I were having a conversation about your wedding, and I think mm -hmm. this might be the best advice I gave all year to anybody. When I made the statement one day, you're, I mean, there was some angst, like, what are we going to do? And we switch this and all these people, and how do we pare this down? And I, and I made the statement uh, that because of what's going on in the world right now, leaders, you and planning this wedding, it's the ultimate permission slip to oh, try yes. something, to do whatever you want to do. You don't have to do it this way, this way, just because it's always been done this way. We literally are in a time where you get to try anything you want, and mm -hmm. if it goes crazy, they'll just go, well, they're just trying something because of COVID, mm -hmm. or they're, man, that they look like a genius, whatever. I, I think, really, it we're in a time where you do have the ultimate permission slip to try something new. I, I, I want you to leave us with how do you how do you think about um, the future? You know, as you think about the future, mm. how important is it to you that we continually reinvent ourselves, that we try stuff, that we? I, I mean, I've heard a lot of that today when you've talked about that. Yeah. Can you can you just encourage us? As I we, agree. Oh, we're getting close to a new year. Like we're, yeah. we're thinking about new stuff. Give us a little bit of uh, encouragement here as we go into twenty twenty one. Yeah, I agree that you do have the ultimate permission slip right now. Um, to be cliche and qu quote Edison, I found a thousand ways not to make a light bulb, not I failed a thousand times. So I think this is the ultimate time to say, I'm going to start that business or I'm going to just start researching how this could work or um, I'm going to take that chance. And I think, again, I just came out of all these parent-teacher conferences and I think especially as a leader, I encouraged a lot of parents who have students who are just on top of things. I said, why don't you try to learn how to code. There's coding videos for kids online and you could know how to code before you go into middle school or you could learn maybe how to play an instrument. Mm. You have more time than ever right now. So if there's that dream, I would say go for it. And don't say Corona happened and 2020 was the worst year ever and I rate it one star. 
why don't you rate it five stars? And why don't you make that graduation ceremony that's actually better than what was planned? Right. Um, there's so much room for creativity. And if it's absolutely terrible, a lot of grace is given this year. So <laughs> that's actually a five-star thing for me. I can fail a million times and people go, uh, that's okay. well, that's okay. It was 2020. Whereas I'm thinking, okay, well, I failed a million times, but I figured out how to do it this way. Yeah. And this is working for now. And so I think this is a, a great year for growth. Um, and also, January is coming, but it's not here yet. Yeah. So before you make your resolution, why not, weeks, start, so really, yeah. why not start next week? I mean, think about those things you really want to put in place. I think there is something about planning and drafting and editing mm -hmm. and all those things mm -hmm. before we publish it in the new year and do it. But it's um, Thanksgiving this week. You have, for, for me, whenever you're watching, you have time right now to go ahead and start working out tomorrow or to get a workout plan together and start eating more vegetables or start learning whatever the skill is you want to learn. You don't have to wait one month until January 1st. Yeah. Consistency starts tomorrow. Yeah. Don't pile up a bunch of yesterdays thinking don't pile up a bunch of tomorrows and wind up with a bunch of wasted yesterdays like yeah. that quote from that movie that's so great make it count now you have a month now make it count that's so great oh man and you're so great you really are my favorite thank you so much for I, I don't favorite. usually kiss the guests but you get one so thank you so much for being with us uh today it was really some great stuff just remind you a couple of things she said you really do have the choice about your circumstances. And I, and I would just really encourage you, if there's some things you can control, control those. If you can be more creative than something that you lost, you know, because of the circumstances, do that. Double down on investing in the next generation. Do something that you're passionate about. Start that business, read that book, do that workout, whatever it is. There's something right now you're thinking of and you know you need to do it. And today's the day. It, it's not tomorrow. It's not when. It is now. Try something new. Go for it. And uh, I think the last thing she said there, prepare these next couple of weeks as you get ready for next year. I'd really just challenge you to think about what kind of life do you want? We're going to, again, release this course in just a couple of weeks called the 21 Days to My Best Year Ever. And I hope you'll get that. It'll be a part of your framework as you think about your year. We've given a lot of thought to it. I'm so excited about what this thing is going to do for leaders around the world. Uh, remember, if you will lead yourself well, you will be positioned to have tremendous influence on those around you. But I want to warn you, the hardest person you're going to lead is going to be yourself. Make sure you focus on that. Give some attention to that. And if you will, everybody around you, including yourself, is going to benefit. We'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Randy Gravit Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, we ask you to leave a review if you haven't already and subscribe so you'll be alerted when we post new content. We also encourage you to share a link with your friends. Tune in Friday for another episode with a special guest leader. Now, go lead yourself first. Remember, leadership begins at home.